0: She Slayers and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick, and I have a super great, fun guest on today. I have Courtney Gowan. Um, if you don't know her, I actually just got to meet her at the WDC conference. Which have you guys noticed a trend that ever since I went to the WDC conference, um, I have all these new friends. Like this is not a plug because I don't think it's for like two more years yet. But like next time you need to go to the that conference because there's some really incredible women there. And I came back with all these fun people and friends. So anyways, I knew of Courtney because... Kind of like high school. She's friends with my friends, but we're not friends yet. Um, so I knew she was doing seminars with Devin and Lona Cook, and I'm like, I like those people. So if so, faxo. So. I don't know if that's the phrase. Ipso? I think there's a P in there. Ip, ipso, faxo. So? Not sure, but you know what I'm getting at. A equals B, B equals C. Courtney and I became friends instantly. Um, so let's see, you're listening. This is post post-Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, our clinic has like jumped into Christmas very early. I don't know. I I've, I've told you I've just been wanting Christmas. And, um, so last year we did this event and we're doing it again this year, but it's reminding me that I have no intention of doing in-person events again in 22, 22 yet. Nope. I'm just not ready. Um, I'm still scarred from the emotional trauma of stress leading up to the event, trying to make sure that they're like butts and seats and like there's lots of people there. So we do this, last year we did this and it's our second annual where a business in town can sponsor a Christmas tree and they decorate the Christmas tree and they pick a local nonprofit. So there's all these decorated Christmas trees on the front lawn of our clinic and then we're open for a weekend where for voting where people can come in and... They go through the trees and they vote on their favorite one. And it's really, really cool looking and pretty. Um, And this year we planned on doing it again because the businesses and people in town really liked it. And we thought we were going to have no problem like doubling the amount of trees. Well, a lot of our businesses are like, we loved it. We're just really short staffed right now and we don't have the bandwidth. And so here we are again. I mean, we have, I think, like 12 signed up, but we really wanted like 20, you know, like, and I just have my office manager hustling, calling, oh, did you think to reach out to this person? And then they're like, oh, I didn't even hear about this. And you're like, we sent an email. How did you not hear about this? And so it's just that like kind of frantic energy before an event where you're like, we really want this to be successful. And you're just hustling. And then kind of after the event, you're like, What do we get for that? You know, a lot of in-person events. You might have gotten 10 new patient signups or things like that. But like, I don't know. I'm glad we do this. It's definitely um, more of a give back event. But they're still just stressful because you don't want your give back event to suck. So I'm sticking by this whole Google ads, Facebook ads thing. Ooh, we haven't had someone on for Facebook ads yet. What have we talked about? Search engine optimization, SEO and S. Yeah, that's what we've talked about in past episodes. Um, I'm sticking with that. That's that's our marketing trend or like plan for 2022 at this point. Um, yeah. Okay. So listener highlight. Um, this one was is from Wild Digital. Uh, she's a. If you're not following that account on Instagram, I really recommend you do. She's got a ton of really great social media advice for chiropractors. Um, but she said. You are such an inspiration to the entire profession. I truly appreciate your vulnerability, willingness to be real and raw so that those of us who aren't in the field yet can see some of the behind the scenes. Um, And thank you so much for that. Like that, when I was on Jay LaGuardia's podcast a few weeks ago, which if you haven't listened to that, you should go and listen to that. Give him a listen. Um... He asked in the beginning something like, what makes you special? And my response, I don't think, was what he was planning on. But I was like, oh, absolutely nothing. Nothing makes me special. Like, I am. And then I kind of, like, came around to, like, well, I guess my vulnerability and willingness to show imperfection and how much of a hot mess life is, um, that maybe that's what makes me special of being so normal and honest about it. Um so that's been the goal of the podcast and just the the Instagram account and all that stuff this whole time. So thanks thanks for saying nice things about me. Um so back to Courtney, one of my new best friends. So Courtney is she started her practice with just $6,000 in the bank. You'll hear some of her story. And over the past seven years, she has been birthing babies. She's got multiple, and businesses. She has multiple. She owns a prenatal wellness center called The Nest, along with her other businesses. She runs Barefoot Mama Seminars and Barefoot Mama Retreats. Um, so the Barefoot Mama Retreats, they are right up the chiropractic, you know, right up our alley. I think she has her first one coming up in early 2022, so make sure you check that out. She also made a book, you guys, like, and the way she describes the book is something sim- more of like, almost like a birthing, prenatal, postnatal textbook, kind of like the well-adjusted well-adjusted child, well-adjusted babies. You know which one I'm talking about, the Jen Floriani one. If you don't know which one I'm talking about, go get that one. But then also pre-register for Courtney's book um, and I'll have Kirby drop the pre-registration link in the show notes. So, so you can do that. Um, you will also hear, I think Kirby, I don't think his editing skills are that good, but there's like monkeys or birds or something, because she I was bitter, not actually bitter, but as we talked, she was, it was like sunshine, she was on a patio by water in Austin, and I was just in my recording studio in Wisconsin, it was cold, um, but yeah, we, we dig into some, some deep topics today, um, you know, per usual, I don't like to, I I like to get my guests off their talking points. Um, You know, I'm like, yeah, I don't want you to come say the same stuff you say on every podcast. And so, you know, she opens up about her divorce and stigma around that and like kind of going through those emotions. She is an Enneagram seven. So for those of you who are wondering, we definitely talk about that. But I mean, she, she shares a ton and there's just so much you're going to get from this. So let's pray and let's uh, get to it. Dear baby Jesus, it's the Christmas season, so it only seems right to pray to you today. Um, thanks so much for this season and the joy that it brings, although it seems so cliche. Remind us that, like, even though things aren't normal, uh, it does feel like the stress of the holidays has come back with fervor. Um, remind us that just like we have to find time on our schedules to get together for the family dinner, for Thanksgiving, and just how we have to carve out time for recitals and, and all these things and events that happen during the holidays, um, that you are worth so much more than just the time that is left over. And that if we leave it to chance, of what time, what meaningful, slow connection time will be left over for our family to sit together and just be in that holiday spirit. There won't be much. So remind us that it is just as important on our schedule to carve out that time to do nothing and just be with each other during this time. Um, In your name we pray. Amen. All right, crew. Here is my conversation with Dr. Courtney Gowan. All right. Well,
1: Dr. Courtney, welcome to the She Slice Today podcast. It's so good to be here. I, oh, my gosh. I, it's literally an honor to be here. I'm so excited to finally be talking to you. Well, I got really dressed up for you. You're <laughs> on a beautiful
0: setting. Like she's it's gorgeous in Austin. You guys can't see anything, but like she's oh my outside. Gosh. The sun is shining, and I'm like in a hooded sweatshirt in my attic. Um, <laughs> so one of us is having our best day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of us is just.
0: I love, I love it so nope. much. <laughs> Actually, downstairs, my house is getting decorated for Christmas already. Already, you're doing it. Yeah, yep. And it's just pure chaos. It's just
1: like. Oh, absolutely. Glitter. You know, like, I don't know. Are you a big Christmas decorating person? No, I am. At our office, we go all out. Like we string lights, we run Garland, we do everything. And then uh, for the girls, like my girls are two, four and six. And so it's literally, you see, I wasn't before I had kids. And now whenever you see like Christmas through kids' eyes, you're like, it's magical. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, we
0: like literally yes, children. They just make <laughs> so much clutter, but like they we, do. we have a hot chocolate tray that no. comes out for Christmas That's and perfect. hot chocolate mugs that are like our Christmas mugs. And I'm just like, this is so my. you guys
1: are going all out. You guys are going for it. Yeah,
0: I, am I love the it in our house because I force them to wait until <laughs> November 1st to start decorating, <laughs> which so. I think is legitimate. I think it's legitimate.
1: Legit, I think that's an okay boundary <laughs> to have. But yeah. Like we're have, still cleaning up pumpkins at our house. I'm like, get all the pumpkins off the porch. Let's go. <laughs> My husband
0: will decorate right over the pumpkins.
1: Literally, there are Christmas <laughs> decorations on our
0: front porch, and he has not taken down. There are six carved pumpkins and corn stalks.
1: No, he just, I love it. No, no he just so goes excited. there, paints some white, makes a snowman. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, Literally last year, There was a molded pumpkin frozen to our mm-hmm. doorstep and my husband no. was just hanging garland. And like, he was here for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love oh, that so gosh. much. So yeah, so I'm actually happy to be here with you instead of downstairs, bud. <laughs> okay, so I am assuming that a lot of my listeners know who you are um but I don't know I don't want to put words in your mouth but I feel like watching you on social media over the last I mean six months for sure if not Mm -hmm. um really more the last six months um it feels like the last couple years have been a major life pivot right yes absolutely Um, so I would love to know kind of your story up to the pivot Like, oh my gosh, you know, like how'd you get into chiropractic? What were, you know, like (laughs) when you just thought like you had control over everything in life
1: and everything was like going great. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know, I feel like our stories are so foundational, especially in chiropractic. We build and we grow on these foundations, but at the same time, we don't realize that they can all fall apart. And sometimes the falling of the part and the crumbling of the foundation is the biggest blessing that you have in your life. And that's where I've kind of come these past few months is realizing that everything that I thought that I wanted and everything that I've built was something that God did not have in store for me. And it has been burned down and built up bigger and stronger. Um, So hopefully maybe just the journey that I've had will... Speak to some people around, but at the same time, I do believe in giving other people hope and making people not feel alone from our struggles, but also showing them that there can be triumph and that there is so much success and so much power in what we do as women entrepreneurs and women business owners. Um, so I always say, like, I relate everything back to birth. So there's going to be a lot of like birth references within this, <laughs> a lot of labor pains, a lot of attentions, a lot of, of, transitions, transitions, body, lot of vagina talks. <laughs> yeah, but I started my journey with chiropractic, uh, with a lot of pain, I was a college athlete and I did a jump stop and my whole left side of my body went completely numb. And the doctors at 17, they wanted to rush me into surgery. They wanted to do, um, steroid injections. They wanted to do all these things. That I just knew inherently weren't, wasn't congruent with me. You and knew that at 17, uh, I knew that at 17, it was like wow. such an innate thing. And I never had been adjusted. I never had been to a chiropractor from a very small town. It was never really talked about. And um, it was like, hey, pop an ibuprofen, you'll be fine. And, um, I just knew innately, I was like, man, that's just not who I want to be. That I just, my body is built for more. And so, um, by God's grace, a a friend, she was like, Hey, go see my chiropractor. And I walked into his office and he was very nervous system focused. He was innate based and he explained chiropractic to me. And he said, Courtney, look, all the nervous system that connects into the body. That's how we heal. Whenever we reconnect the body, that's how your body goes into a healing state. And I was like, Oh, cool. That makes sense. Whatever. Adjust me so I can play. And so, um, um, I was just, I correlated chiropractic to pain and it getting me out of that pain so I could do what I love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's foundational for a lot of our patients when they come to us, mm-hmm. but it's that titration year after year, day after day on that table talk that we show people what we truly do as chiropractors. And so, uh, fast forward a couple of years, um, I was given the opportunity to transfer to Abilene Christian and, uh, there was a pre-chiropractic tract. And I said, Oh my gosh, you know, like chiropractic has helped me so much. Uh, Why don't I do this? You know, I was going (laughs) to go live in a van in Costa Rica. Like I have such a free spirit. I was like, I don't really know what I want to do with my life. (laughs) Thank goodness. God has like structured and put people in my life to just like bring a plan. And, um, I was going to go open my practice in Los Gatos, California, but I met this man, two-stepping, uh, which is a whole different story. I was a competitive two-stepper here in Dallas. I've lived a hundred lives, I feel like. <laughs> two-stepping, uh, line dancing? No, it's not line dancing. Girl, we got to take you down here to Dallas and okay, go two-stepping. What is- what is two-stepping? So two-stepping, sorry, I'm on a patio. There's a dog. <laughs> it's crazy. But um two-stepping, like we would do like flips and splits and twists and turns. Um, not the line okay. dancing that a lot of people do. So are used not to. line dancing, but now
0: it seems like um what's it called? <laughs> what it, so it it's almost like, like,
1: like <laughs> jitter bugs. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> but it's just yeah. thing it's good it's super fun but um I met this I have one guy. more question yeah. about the two-step. yes step. let's talk about and it. You're we could go, go to all day. day let's go yeah oh
0: um, you were a competitive two-stepper
1: yes i won belt buckles i would dance Wait, probably three to four i know so there is a country <laughs> aspect
0: to it oh there is, is yes this, like okay have you ever
1: watched um dancing with the stars is like yeah two-stepping ever on there Yeah, I think they have some California swing on there. I Um, just started. Okay. Yes. Swing dancing. That's what I was. A little bit of swing, a little bit of country Western swing. Okay. So so it's like a country Western swing dance. Yes. And next okay. time you're in Dallas, I'm taking you. Uh-huh. We're going to have a good time. <laughs> well, the date has been set. I'm coming in March. You, <laughs> you are coming in March. We're going to drag gonna be... Denisa with us, too, then. Yes, we are. Denisa, come on, girl. <laughs> she knows Red River. <laughs> Do I need to not wear a skirt this night? Because it feels like my underwear might be in the air. Girl, just wear some spanks. You'll be good. Or some okay. volleyball shorts. <laughs> okay. All right.
0: So, anyways, you competitive two-stepper. You have all the belt anyways, buckles. Anyways, all I'm gonna the I'm going to one in March. you okay, got
1: <laughs> I meet a guy, and through that, I'm very, very big into manifesting. And um, I just knew I wanted an old Victorian home with a red mailbox out front and flowers on the porch. And I was like, There's no way I'm going to find that here in Dallas. I was heartbroken. I was like, Not going to have my dream practice. And um, lo and behold, I found this place on Craigslist that I walked into. And it was a basement space was available. I was still in school. I had six thousand dollars to my name. And I was like, I'm supposed to be in your spot. It was a three-story Victorian home and it had flowers on the porch and a red mailbox. And I drove up and I like my jaw dropped and I walked in there with so much authority. And I said, Hey, I'm supposed to be here. I need your I need your basement space. And uh she was like, Who are you? And do you have a business? And I was like, No, I don't, but I'm Courtney Gowan and I'm gonna be a chiropractor soon. <laughs> So, and I had no fear of failure. And I think those as entrepreneurs, I look back and I kind of send a reverence in that. I'm like, man, I was ballsy. If I knew what I knew now about entrepreneurship, I don't know if I would have been as like confident and like, Hey, I'm doing this. But, um, it was, I learned a lot through that and uh, through scratch through that 800 square foot basement that's that flooded twice. Um, I got pregnant six months in and, um, for the past seven years, I've been doing business with a baby on my back, on my belly, or my boob. And um, two years into it, after that baby was born, my first daughter, Amelia, I had severe, severe postpartum depression. And um, through that labor pain of the postpartum depression, um, our my landlord, she said, hey, I'm moving. So you can either take over all three levels, 3,000 square foot of space, or stay here and probably get kicked out by a new landlord. And so I was like, you know what? Here we go. I went home, prayed about it, had a dream in the middle of the night. And God gave me the vision of the nest. And um, I walked back in and I was like, hey, listen, um, I'm going through a hard time in my life, but I have this vision of what I want to do for women. And it's called the nest. So I'll take the space. And then through that space, um, I've created the nest. And it's just been, it's a wild story. There's so much to unload. And I feel like I'm talking so much about it, but um, I just, I'm so thankful for the things that are hard in life that show you your path, you know, so that postpartum depression brought in people around me that needed space a midwife massage therapist. Um, we have a naturopath, we have an energetic healer. We have an esthetician, uh, we have a pelvic floor physical therapist. We have a natural functional nutritionist and a homeopath that all share space under our roof and three prenatal chiropractors. And, um, through them coming into my life in that community, I found healing from that postpartum depression. And I vowed to never let any other woman feel that again. And it turned into my mission um, to not ever let people feel alone and show them that there, there is healing in community and chiropractors. We are the, or the backbone literally of creating that community. That's innate based and um, it's beautiful. So, so a lot, a lot of life. Oh yeah. So
0: was the post okay? So you seem like a very optimistic person, All
1: right? Hundred percent. The street fighters. Have know you taken them? <laughs> I'm a seven. I oh, knew you were a party. seven. Are what are you? Are you a I seven? I knew it. Are you one No, two? I'm, no
0: but I'm a with... i I'm a three. Okay. <laughs> but I <laughs> like it to like say that. <laughs> I identify as a seven. I could see that hundred um, percent. Like I feel like. um, I'm like partial seven. I uh, can see that. A you know, three seven sevens maybe. and eights are so close. So, so we close. We are. Yes. Um, it's funny because I was so convinced for the longest time. So I, I read the three and I was like, oh, shoot. You know, when you oh. find your Enneagram and you're like, "Yeah, oh, oh, I didn't want anyone me. to know that didn't about me. I want to know that. <laughs> um, but then I saw like the shiny parts of seven and I was like, but mm-hmm. that's a lot of me too. It and is. So, I um, Kirby sent me a article that was like by the Enneagram Institute and it was like differentiating between Enneagram three and seven mm. and it really comes down to the vanity like yes these just need everyone to see see them they need the attention they need it and sevens are just like. I just am having fun. I
1: just having. <laughs> Isn't it so funny how the Enneagram gives us such an insight to who we are? I have loved learning about it. It's been a blast. Yeah. Yes, especially building a team, building a chiropractic team. You see and you hire. Um, that's one of, on one of my um, applications. I always want to know what Enneagram type you are. So you know yeah, what kind of team but you're building it's hard with students like <laughs> yes a lot it is. of
0: times so like people you know think like oh i people write in and say like oh i used to be a this but now i took the test and i'm a this yeah And like you know there's a whole reason that they really say until you've done kind of your first year of work mm-hmm. like you're out yes. of school mm-hmm. that is a really difficult test because like everybody when you're in grad school is Um, like looking for achievement and success so like a lot of like true freeze and things like that um okay so as a seven (laughs) well you know and a manifester and you got your victorian house and you got your husband and your building was the postpartum depression the first kind of thing that you were like whoa this Mm
1: -hmm. was not on the agenda A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was a chiropractor. I had a home birth. I was doing all these things like building community and the postpartum depression was such a huge uh, reality check for me that I am human Mm -hmm. and that I do have real human physiology. And this isn't um, a fantasy land that I'm creating. And it also made me realize what people are going through and gave me a lot of empathy for people and a lot of mothers um, of what it's really, really like to walk through what we're going through. So it was definitely the first um, first of few um, trials in my life that turned out to be a huge, huge blessing. You know, So I just, I loved it. Yeah. So I know that wasn't where that wasn't the only hardship. <laughs> so then keep going with your story a little bit here. So um, going into practice, uh, building, growing, um, hiring associates, building that, going through that journey, and then, goodness, I guess it was right before COVID hit, uh, me and my husband at the time, we decided that we were going to get divorced, and uh, that was a huge pivotal moment, moment in my life. That I just started breaking down. I broke down in leadership. I broke down as a chiropractor and I ran from my problems. I ran from my patients. I became disconnected from my practice. And through that loss of leadership, um, I lost a lot of respect for my employees, things like that. And then um, I had a great mentor, Dr. Rose. She came into my life, Rosemary Vitansky. She came into my life and she picked up the pieces and she said, Courtney, why are these people leaving? Why are they doing this? It's because of something within you. And it was a big reality check. It made me realize that our internal state, everything that we have that comes from leadership has to come from a space of strength and courage and healing. Um, so walking through healing with her, um, unfortunately the marriage didn't last. And I just posted today that, um, I'm going through and the divorce is final. So we are divorced now. And That honestly, just wholeheartedly telling you, honest, that it was, has been the hardest thing I've ever, ever walked through with three young daughters, two, four, and six, um, holding a daughter two nights ago that she's crying of why am I the only girl in my class that has a mommy house and a daddy house? You know, like it's real, it's raw, it's hard. Um, but the outpouring of love and support makes me realize that I have a mission Um, To empower women and to show them I had no control. I had no idea what my finances looked like. I had no idea how to do life. I've been very taken care of my whole life. This is my first time to truly be on my own. And um, my why is starting to build even more of I want to really empower women and their finances and their business and their calling and show them that you can do this alone or not. Yeah, that is, um, as a seven, I, I think you actually did a really good job
0: of admitting pain and talking about negative emotions. Mm-hmm. So I'm proud of you there. A lot of sevens are like, but it was <laughs> nice. great. It was, you know, it sucked, but then I moved on and it was wonderful. Um, Such a seven thing, yep. You, I mean, so I, I want to talk definitely about what ca- came after, mm-hmm. um, but the pain, I feel like divorce is something that is not talked about. It's not you not talk about it. I feel yeah. like as a society we like to sweep it under and then just expect yeah. people to kind of bounce back and mm-hmm. as if nothing happened. And like, what you know, what were some of the things that you had to go through in like as a professional, mm-hmm. not just like as a mom? Because like I'm sure as a parent, holy cow, all different, oh, could yeah. <laughs> hours about how, but like, did you feel like it made you less of a chiropractor in some way.
1: In some ways it did. Did you did. feel like it affected yeah. your, like your mental state about, oh about your professional? Yeah, there was a time, I think in any hard situation in labor, I know that there's always a point that you get to um, where you're right at transition, that baby's about to come out and you wanna get out of your body. And you say, I cannot do this. I remember screaming in every birth, I cannot do this. And you want to just leave your body for a second. And in divorce, it's that same pain. It's a mental pain that comes and you want to get out of your body. You want to leave and you want to leave the situation. But when you weather the storm and you really start to bear down and press into the pain and face it head on. It creates something within you that's almost a Phoenix energy, an energy that burns everything down, that drops everything. It drops who you are. There were days in my office where my assistant had to pick me up from the couch, carry my, me into my adjusting room and say, Courtney, you have to work to support those girls. Keep going. I have built a team around me that has picked me up and taken me through this. And for them, I am forever, ever grateful. They're the best humans in the world. They have seen me at my lowest point and they stuck around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but it made me, there's so much in myself that I realized that had to die to step into this new leadership role that I know that is my calling. And so I think the old chiropractor of who I was died and this new badass, fucking amazing chiropractor is being born. At this time, oh, it's so. so cool. How yeah, I'm 33. It's a okay. magical year, 33. Yeah, it's 33. It's the Jesus year. Um, it's the Jesus year. Yeah. This, hopefully, it turns out better for you than a hymn at the end. Um, yeah. So, oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: So, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, on my 34th birthday, I actually did a podcast, a mini episode, and I said, Okay, I'm going to admit something to you that I've told uh-huh. my husband for the last couple of years. I was convinced I was going to die at age 33. And now I'm 34 scary, so yeah, happen, you're like, I, I like, have gotten through it. Yeah. And, and then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, Am am I just psychic and having premonitions, Uh or? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you gotta stop thinking about this because you're gonna like. Stop. stop. Yeah. Thirty (laughs) three is gonna be a great year for you. Um, So
1: I feel like. So you work. You worked at. You still work at a chiropractic college. so I was a professor at Parker for three years. I was an adjunct professor, taught diversified, um, taught foundations, and uh, motion palpation. So taught a few classes. I feel like I've taught a lot of chiropractors. It's been so fun. <laughs>
0: um, so you have a ton of experience with students. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm sure when I tell you that I get this question a lot, you are not going to be shocked. So, so many students, when they're like kind of on the cusp of graduating, mm-hmm. they reach out and they just want certainty they want to know that if they cross all their t's and dot all mm-hmm. their eyes it's all going to work out and how can they just make sure that their journey through their career is flawless and without um pitfalls mm-hmm. and i don't know how ever kind of like what to tell them in the like, oh, you're going to fail. There's no way you can be equipped. Like, so what do you say when you've got a student that like reaches out and is,
1: you know, asking questions along those lines? You know, I think nothing in life is certain. You know, I thought I'd be married forever. That's not certain. You know, like we don't know that we're promised tomorrow, but I think that the most magical thing to do is take a risk and put your whole heart into something with no fear of failure. And whenever you walk in that light and that energy, then success will follow you. Even so I say, worst case scenario, what if you don't make it? What if you fail? What if no one shows up? What if you don't ever see anybody, then what you still put yourself out there? You still learn some lessons. You're going to be okay. No matter what, you will find a way you will find your way in this path, in this profession. Um, but I think that the biggest thing to keep in mind is that there's no guarantees, but if it is to be, it's up to me, you know, like Jim Parker said it right. I think if you are sound in the principles and you're sound in chiropractic, you're sound in the philosophy, you're sound in what we do. It's, it's an incredible profession. There's no way that you cannot succeed and make a ton of money. I think it's one of those amazing things that we get to do. I look at my staff every day. I'm like, you guys, can you believe this life that we get to live? Like you have a a pediatric practice. You're like, we snuggle babies. We put like the energy of a pregnant woman is so magical. And I think that you look around every day and you see how blessed you are and you see how you you work hard every single day. But at the same time, like don't have the fear of failure and just put yourself out there. And if you fail, so what? You learned a lesson. You're going to fail in life. And sometimes you need to, to learn that lesson.
0: Yeah, the pivot. Um, You know the pivot. Like if you fail, who cares? Then what? So talk to me about your then what or your now what? So Mm -hmm. your your CA is peeling you off the floor, telling you you got to (laughs) adjust. Talk to me about the day. Was it? Was it a moment? Was it like a? a day where you're like the Phoenix getting up or was it like kind of slowly <laughs> over like a couple of weeks? Yes. Like talk to me about that transformation where you actually did start becoming the Phoenix.
1: It's definitely a transition period. I don't think you wake up from anything. You don't wake up from having a baby the next day and go run a couple miles. You definitely have to go through a healing process because we all know that healing takes time. Mm-hmm. And I do know that I am still healing, but I feel so much stronger than I did a few months ago. And, um, I just think whenever you really become self-aware and you realize what you're made for and you realize that you don't have a lot of time on this earth, you know, like we, we glance or we, we glimpse and it's over. And it's, I think when you start to realize that you are put here for a purpose and a reason, you start to pick yourself up and you realize that with my daughters, I know they're watching me every single day. And you realize, okay, I'm going to be a role model for them and be a role model for people in my community, role model for this profession, role model for women. And you start to find your purpose again. You start to pick yourself up and realize that you can do this and that you do believe in yourself. Um, and I think that there's a lot of power in that. And I think there's a lot of power in community and people that come in. And I've, I've had a lot of healers. I've done a lot of energetic healing. I've done a lot of counseling. I've done a lot of chakra healing. Like, it's just one of those things where you start to realize wow, we are powerful beyond measure and we have a calling in our life that God has put us here on this earth. And I think when you start to walk in that, you realize that you're going to be okay and you can move forward. Yeah,
0: it is um, one of those things where, you know, when I look back on some of the hardest moments in Mm -hmm. my life and I see strength that I had no idea was in me. Mm. and even yes. now because you know knock on wood I'm not in a state you know where I'm just like oh man I don't think I could do that again you know I look back at yeah. this and I'm like oh I don't know if I could do that again and so mm-hmm. of course I can of course mm-hmm. um and so it is when I look at my daughters and they're worried about something in the future, or when Mm -hmm. I have a student, a chiropractic student who's really worried about something about basically about everything, not going perfect. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, that isn't that where anxiety comes from? Like we have a ton of anxiety and it's because um, in America and it's because we just want to control and have no harm. And I just look and I think like, you have no, we have no idea Mm-hmm. the strength that we have in us mm-hmm. to, to build and to pivot and to become better.
1: And we're also afraid of uh, pain. Mm-hmm. Like why do people get up at It's the fear of pain. And what happens when we sit in the pain? What happens even working out? What happens when it's painful? You get stronger. What happens when we give birth? Naturally, we get stronger. What happens whenever we go through painful things? We get stronger. I think as a society, we're so... Anti fear, anti pain, anti these things that make us just slightly uncomfortable. But where does our growth happen? It happens outside of our comfort zone. It happens whenever we're uncomfortable. So I think that's important for people to keep keep in mind. Yeah,
0: and I believe is a big part of you know what you said when you said like there is unimaginable success and wealth that can be had in this amazing profession. And I don't mm-hmm. think that we talk enough about it i think we hear a lot Mm. of um stories of closing and like difficult but like there is but you do have to get uncomfortable like and i feel like so many people in life just want to stay in this comfort zone and just be like because if i get uncomfortable that's Mm -hmm. where i can fail that's where i can fail and then what
1: and then what then what happens and, and then that, happens. that's a bit like worst case. <laughs> what happens you know you fail okay figure out something else mm-hmm. you know I think that we do have a scarcity mindset in this profession why can't we make money why can't we create unimaginable wealth with what we're doing but at the same time serve people with our full heart from a pure place I think it can be done it's so, powerful yeah. You had said that, uh, so were you
0: doing the money of your business prior to your divorce, or was somebody else doing it? Like, because you you kind of a couple times now when I've talked to you, have said like you really
1: didn't know much about your finances, and this that was a big part of. Mm-hmm. Learning. yeah, absolutely. So for my personal life, Um, I didn't even have a, this is terrible. I didn't even know the login to my bank account. Like my husband, he ran everything, paid the bills, you know, like I'm embarrassed to say that. Um, but I had a business mentor. He was like, Courtney, you've been running your office for seven years. You can run your household. You can figure this out. I was like, I have to get health insurance. I have to get like, you know, like a phone plan. <laughs> it's just like, I was like, I felt like a child. Um, so I do, I have learned in a lot of great people actually and a great accountant, he sees only chiropractors. He came into my life, uh, Richard Byerly, who just took over my practice and my business and he showed me all the tips and tricks and he's like, all right, here's this and that. I feel like he's just been an angel along this journey. And I've learned so much, so much from him. Um, so it's just these people that keep coming into my life that, Hey, I'm learning a lot right now, but I'm super thankful for it.
0: So when did the barefoot brand start? Mm. Like, has that been for years and you're just scaling it now or what? Talk to me.
1: (laughs) So the barefoot mama, it was something that I found a lot of healing Whenever I was in the Caribbean, um, I've taught yoga in the Caribbean the past seven years, fun fact. And uh, I've had all these connections to these resorts throughout Jamaica, Mexico, Costa Rica, Belize, Cancun. And, um, I was like, man, what am I doing? And right whenever I was starting to go through the process of the divorce last year, whenever we were going to work it out, um, I started writing and through writing, I found healing. And through the ocean, I found healing. And so that's where I just started writing about. What what I know about most, and that's prenatal chiropractic, and that is birth, pregnancy, postpartum, and innate based motherhood. And so I just started writing and writing, and got to like four or five hundred pages, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is an actual book. And um, so I found a lot of healing through the writing, and then uh, I was like, man, other people need this healing in their lives. And so I created the barefoot retreats through the connections I have throughout Mexico and the Caribbean. And so these retreats are designed for people to come together and to heal. And to also learn, like you can get your CE credits while doing yoga on a boat, watching whales, you know, like (laughs) I'm tired of CEs that are like in a room that it's dark and you get like an apple for a snack. I'm like, no, we're, we're doing this a little bit different. So, um, yeah, our Tulum one's almost full and uh, we still have Cabo in Costa Rica next year. So it was birthed out of pain again, but through that pain, I hopefully found a solution for myself and also for other people to come together and share in that healing. Yeah
0: what are some of, so the first is the first retreat coming up or you've already had
1: one? It is. Yeah. The first one is in Tulum in January. So I'm super duper excited about it.
0: (laughs) So I am assuming you, you know, so as a professor being with students and Mm -hmm. new grads, And then, um, I, I would assume,
1: is it a mix students, new grads and, um, and chiropractors and and yes, yes, absolutely. And then even, um, this first one is just a yoga and wellness retreat. So it's for the general public. So I have a lot of patients coming, which is super fun too.
0: Do you, and is there like soulful work
1: on Mm -hmm. this as well? Have you heard of heart math Um, I've heard it, but I don't know what it is. So I've had a heart, I have a heart math instructor. I've never (laughs) experienced it, but, uh, Chrissy Christian, she's a heart math instructor and she's coming to do that. Um, I have a motivational speaker coming and he's going to be doing our, um, our beach boot camps and then uh, mindset goals and uh, just like true, like real soul building stuff that he's going to be leading us through workshops. We have a metabolic healing workshop, how to heal your metabolism to lose weight, reset, prevent cancer, and then uh, salsa dance classes, cooking classes. I'm going to be teaching yoga every morning. Um, so yeah, a lot of like really good soul work will be done in Tulum. Okay. I didn't know
0: if, this was a retreat that was around facing and confronting pain and mm. like that um, yeah
1: have you ever heard of the Temazcal ceremony no this what? is where this is where we face our pain and our demons <laughs> it's a it's a mayan ceremony where you go into a mayan place sweat lodge and uh, you basically get in this dark sweat lodge. It looks like a turtle shell. And you go in with 10 to 12 other people. And then there's coals um, in the middle. And then they heat up the sweat lodge. And you stay in the sweat lodge as long as you can. Have you done this before? <laughs> yes. It's like literally yes. transformative. It's terrifying because you start to face your demons. You start to face your anxieties. And you start to realize, okay, if <laughs> you feel like you're going to die, but you don't. And then you come out stronger. <laughs> but mm-hmm. and then there's a shaman who leads you through the the. Um, is there the best practice after? Or is there some like? It's just no. Involved. There's no. <laughs> there's no ayahuasca. Don't worry, okay. <laughs> unless you want there to be. <laughs> oh my god. I cannot believe an Enneagram seven. You must be the
0: only Enneagram seven of all time that has done
1: (laughs) that. That sounds. Hey, it's a new adventure, right? Let's do it. Uh, But you come, you come, and you leave. You leave transformed because you face um, the pain and you face the fears head on. And that there's a lot of emotional stuff that comes up when you're in that sweat lodge. It's very transformative. Oh my gosh! So has the nest
0: has, has anything changed with the practice with like being divorced
1: and you being away as much or like, Oh my gosh, I think it's, um, it's one of those things where you realize whenever you let go of the negative in your life and you close the door, I feel like a hundred more have opened um since going through the divorce in very short amount of time I've had a OBGYN call and she's known her for years and she's ready to forego her contract at the hospital and buy into the nest and scale it to be nationwide uh the pediatrician who I've connected with who's a very good advocate for parent choice and vaccines and he said I have the technology ready to go to be the pediatrician every nest that you open and when you scale um so So I feel like this is birthing something huge that, um, the nest, my goal is for it to be a kiosk model where women who already have a practice can open a nest within their practice. And we become a community of people around the nation who are speaking the same language to pregnant women on the same page, on the same vitalistic foundation. And, um, we come together and train in Dallas and the Caribbean, and then we, um, do something big around the world. So yeah, how, I feel like some how things do you have changed. have this much energy. <laughs> um, oh my like God, have two, four and six-year-old Two, four and six, yes. Okay. When
0: you were married, mm-hmm. did you dream and think this big for your life?:
1: I did, but it was always met with um, I'm trying to choose my words wisely.) Um, yes with, do you think you can actually do that? And there wasn't a lot of his on his. Okay. And there was a lot of, um, and I feel like that has been removed from my life, the negativity. And I've actually started to step into my power and what I actually want and what I see for my life when that negativity has been removed. And so it's really pretty empowering to see that. But I also time management, I haven't had cable or internet for five years. <laughs> so oh. I just sit around and I just dream and I manifest and I write and I do these things. <laughs> but no, um, I, I try to eliminate... You don't distress. have cable, but you have Netflix? Oh, no, no have internet? <laughs> no, no internet. We lived on a farm for three years and um, the internet wouldn't reach the farm. So I just, you know, was a mama and hung out barefoot <laughs> with my chicken <laughs> so um but no I, I probably need to get internet for my new place uh just so I can actually get work done instead of spending bukus of money at coffee shops <laughs> and coming to Austin to work <laughs> right
0: so, so um I, you've talked about some of the lessons that you've learned mm-hmm. what about your girls or at least your oldest um yeah what are some of like whether obviously she might not be consciously aware of but like Mm -hmm. what do you see her learning through watching you
1: you know um I pray that she sees a woman of strength and grace um but she's seen me cry she's seen me cry a lot and um we kind of just held each other I'm gonna tear up just thinking about it but we just held each other the other night and just cried and I said baby I know this is hard but life is unexpected sometimes, but I promise you that we will get through this, that me and your daddy love you so much. Um, And we will become stronger through this, but just know it's hard. So she's learning hard lessons early in life, um, which I never ever wanted to have her do. Sorry, the airplane's sober. But um, I just think that, Whatever she goes through in life, I hope she sees and looks back on a mother who handled it with a lot of dignity and a lot of strength and overcame a lot. And I hope that there, there is a role model for her to model after as she goes. So, oh, yeah, I yeah, mean, it's not easy with kids, you. Don't you know? want your kids to experience. Pain. You it's really, the last well, thing. I mean,
0: I we don't want to experience pain kind of back to our thing. Like we will do anything to avoid pain. And then we will do extra anything to try and prevent our kids from experiencing pain. Yeah, but we can't. Mm-mm. We can't, and we can't no. them and protect them because then they become adults who are unable to it mm-hmm. an experience. It's very
1: true. That. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of life stuff, man, we got real today. Oh yeah. It happens all (laughs) the time. Um, (laughs) You're so good at it. You're so, you're one of the best interviewees, interviewers that I've ever been with. So thank you for pulling all this out of me. I didn't realize oh, yeah, I was no, really ready to talk I saw about, about it. your post.
0: I saw your post on Facebook today about your divorce and I was like, Oh yeah, it's on. We're going oh, to get involved. She's ready. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about masculine and feminine energy. Um, mm, within yes, ourselves. Absolutely. Do you, do you feel like since the divorce and the ashes and the burning and the Phoenix and all that, that do you have a better balance? Like, do you feel like you have or now that you are single mom or, you know, um, do you feel like you've had to step into more of the masculine energy? or you know talk to me about that
1: it's definitely that's been the hardest part about all of this is um i was never really the disciplinarian so to walk into a, a space with my girls where i have to balance that masculine and feminine i'm still trying to perfect that um but at the same time i feel like this has almost shifted me more into the feminine energy state of really you If you hear any of my talks, I'm going to talk of how strong women are, how we carry souls into this world, how we can birth children and raise businesses and do these things. um, And only women can. And so I think it's made me really appreciate how strong and how divinely feminine we really are. And I think chiropractic needs these divine feminine leaders to stand up because that's whenever we're going to shift and nurture a profession um, to take it to another level. So I do oh. think I've kind of stepped into a little bit more of a feminine energy. <laughs> so you know, God bless the
0: masculine energy because it's the energy that a lot you know, that structure yep. that yep. helps us get through <laughs> yes. school and helps us like you know figure out details to like run a business and spreadsheets and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. When you talk about the strength, like, okay, yeah, physical strength, masculine energy, but the emotional strength is what is, I believe, the most important part in a pivot. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like if you, the ability to be vulnerable and look at your current situation and go, well, this didn't work. Mm -hmm. I the this is these are my flaws this is what I want to leave behind in these ashes the this is what I want to work on and develop as I go forward that takes Mm -hmm. so much interest introspection it reflects introspection yeah thank you oh my god is that a word (laughs) yeah Um, it is (laughs) and it really is um something you and I I believe that males can have that feminine energy power but when you do talk about the strength of do you think that women are just naturally better at being emotionally strong and vulnerable like this
1: i would say so because it's in our dna um i was having lunch with devin Brana the other day and uh, we talked about the red tents Do you know the story of the red tents no how women whenever they were on their cycles this is Long, long time ago, they would put these women in the red tents, and that's where they would braid their hair. They would cycle together. They would sync up, and then they would start to talk about community. They would just start to talk about emotional things like that, and that's where strong feminine support and strong feminine energy was burst was through that. And I think that as women, we're so good at coming together in community and supporting each other and acting as um, not going after each Are other, which we- can ha- which can happen. Uh-
0: Okay. Like you, it's
1: know, you, heard you heard yeah. me. I was like we're gonna be <laughs> wolves not cats because yeah. I think that um we there is a tendency of women and I used to be like this so competitive I'm gonna do better but I know I figured out that, that energy doesn't serve me it's the energy of collaboration instead of competition that really does serve our, us as mothers as women as chiropractors as business owners um I hate it when people are like oh man we, we just there's another chiropractor in my town. I'm going to shut him down. I'm like, no, golly, you guys like work together, but going back, like it's written in our DNA to have emotional support and like it's a nurturer. And I think that we can bring that nurturing energy into this profession to really transform and change how we do business, how we do life, how we do our practice and how we heal. Cause healing comes within community. It's written, it's biblical. It's written in our hearts. I you're, you're familiar with Beyonce. Um, <laughs>
0: Oh, adult- <laughs> so I was doing a Peloton ride the other day and yeah, you we- were. Yeah. Um, and there it was a Beyonce themed one and flawless came on uh-huh. and, um, in the middle of flawless, I don't know who is speaking. It's probably somebody that I should know, like Maya Angelou or somebody like that. Uh-huh. Um, but it's this woman talking <laughs> about like, the difference is like, why are young girls taught all of these things and how we're, you know, taught to view each other as competition and mm-hmm. like, and it was just, it was a part of, I've never listened to that part of the song. Everyone, li- you have to go at least read <laughs> the transcript because I was almost in tears on the bike, just being like, fuck. Like, yeah. So you have girls. I have girls. Yeah. We're going to geek out about raising strong girl moms right now. Yes. A hundred percent. So I, from the day I knew I was going to be having a daughter, um, I was very honest with my husband and I was like, here are some things that we need to be aware of. um, And I want like the buck to stop here. And we talked a lot about, um, like the skinny, like I like I don't think my children have ever heard me say that I feel I don't even say I feel fat. I don't mm-hmm. ask, do I look fat? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like it's your girls are they were wearing dresses, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's I all feel there, like right? I've really struggled
0: <laughs> because I'm like wanting to I almost like went pushed them the other way of like to be afraid of the tutus and frills. Uh And I was literally interviewing someone earlier today, talking about feminine energy and her solution when you're like really stuck in this masculine energy, she said was to put lipstick and earrings on. And I was like, (laughs) with what? I thought we were trying to get away from this. And she, she (laughs) talked about like, no, about like that is actually a really good way. And so what has being a strong woman, who's gone through, like, I ask you now, going forward, what are some of the biggest things that you look for in your daughters and like, really want to make sure that you raise them like with these attributes and not these? And like, what are you looking for in them?
1: I think too, I think you touched on it a little bit with, I think body image is huge, uh, especially in our culture right now. You talk about having a baby and the pressure to bounce back and things like that. And I went through my own struggles within that and being an athlete, I always want my children to be active and healthy, but I want to reframe the way they look at exercise and things like that to exercise because they want to love their body and they want to be active for a lifetime instead of they hate their body and their fat. You know, I think that that's a big thing to instill is just an active lifestyle. And we know all know as chiropractors that that movement breeds healthy mental energy too. And so whenever we're moving well, we're thinking well, we're eating well. And so giving them those foundational principles that set them up for not only physical success, but emotional and mental success as well. And show me a a generation of children who are spoken to, um, as powerful women and as our mothers, spoke like as me and you, as mothers speak into our daughters, that they are capable of anything in this world. Show me a generation of women and children raised like that. And I'll show you a generation of women that will change our complete culture, how we view. And so it starts with us as mothers, how we're speaking to our children, how we're no, no, no. it's how we're speaking to ourselves, because they will see that they will see that in the mirror. They will see everything that we do. Um, just know that you always have eyes watching you, whether you're doing your hair, you're buttoning up your pants and they don't fit. And you're scolding yourself, you know, things like that. Like just be thankful. Cause it's, I mean, I t- tell my girls that it's all just a meat suit. Like we're just in a meat suit and it's your soul that matters. It's the spirit within you um, that animates that. Oh, I love it so much. So I think that's important. It's a very good topic to talk about. And I think that we could do a whole nother story and a whole nother podcast on just yep. raising daughters, you know, it's so important.
0: Yeah, it's um, my youngest is I don't want to use the word bossy because we're not allowed to use that word anymore. And I don't like it. But <laughs> girl's going to be a boss. So listen, I've got one of those. Yep. <laughs> so like I'm kind of taken back bossy. Like I know for a while we're like, no, don't call. I was laughing with somebody. Um, <laughs> they were like, oh, that's right. We're not supposed to call girls bossy. And she was like well what would we call her if she were a guy and I said uh-huh. a jerk <laughs> like uh-huh. I don't think that we would call him like uh-huh. you know no she's six years old and she's kind of yeah. a bossy jerk um, yeah her friend is going to be a boss someday she's going to be a CEO yeah yeah and so it's been one of those things of she has I call her a sour patch kid because she has such a Big heart. Use
1: that all the time. <laughs> she don't take the first. She's sour. From, and she's her first. She's sweet. That's just sour. <laughs> yeah, but she don't take shit from no
0: one. And yeah, I can't wait to see. Um, she really reminds me of my my mom and her spirit. They're both Enneagram eights. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, not yeah, supposed yeah, to yeah. type yeah. children, but. <clears throat>
1: but
0: here we are yeah so anyway so they're both eights and my mom and I were talking about this um where my mom has said I can't wait to see what she does growing up with that fire Mm. but it's not beaten out of her it's not stifled it's not told that you're too Mm -hmm. much and you're too loud and you're be a lady yep Uh uh-huh just like it's just exciting to see what this generation um, and you know what we don't have boys, but I also can't wait to see the generation of men. Of men that are allowed to cry and are allowed to, you know, do all the, you know, so it's like, we talk a lot about women, but like, I feel like Kirby brings up to me a lot Mm -hmm. of the, he's like,
1: guys deal with a lot of that stuff too. It's just different. We're just, they do. Yes. And they're taught to just stifle it down and then it comes out in unhealthy ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, you know, both men and women have been fed the lie that being more masculine Mm -hmm. will get to more success. And I think everyone just needs to, we all just as society need to allow space for that feminine energy to, to come and flow.
1: Yeah. Also, but also taking the time to rest too. I think that's a lot what I've learned in the season is taking time to rest and to heal is so important to success. Um, I mean, this morning I didn't get out of bed until 11 AM and I was like, Oh my gosh, my body needed to recover. I didn't realize that. And I think that that's pivotal for our success is to, in that male driven model of just to drive, 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 go, go, go. Um, I think that it's important for us to instill rest in our children too to show them and tell them that hey if your body feels tired rest press into that like it's like connected children innate based parenting those things that are so important to instill so yeah I agree so when's this book come out or is it out (laughs) it's funny I had to rewrite the ending because the first half of it was my love story and then we got into like the class (laughs) okay at least (laughs) <laughs> um at least you yeah like didn't I had with the Lennon time to change the and, ending so that's actually what I'm here in Austin for is I'm rewriting the ending of that book and I'm tying it into you know birth doesn't always go as planned I can't tell you how many patients I've had that wanted this magical home birth and end up with an emergency cesarean um I think I'm just going to tie back into you know I had my life planned out I didn't believe in divorce and then look, here I am, you know, and I think just I, that's something that's taboo as well in the birth culture of, oh, I had to have a cesarean or I had to do this. I didn't have my birth outcome as I wanted. And then there's no safe space, safe space to go heal from that because, oh, mama's good. Baby's good. You're both healthy. There's still emotional trauma from unmet expectations. Um, so I'm going to be writing <laughs> a lot about that this weekend and finishing um, the last bit. So um. good. I love it. I love it. But yeah, it. spring, spring will be good. You can pre order yeah. online. Um, just give me your email and I'll send you a signed copy. But um, I'm just so excited to share my journey, but also what I've learned over the past seven, eight years in practice with the world. That's well, good. Well, it was an absolute pleasure. Yes, spend time with you on this dock.
0: <laughs> I feel like I got, was kind of on the dock with you because I get to see the water and hear the was was there monkeys by chance around Yeah, you, you
1: know, I, there could have been, we're in Austin, you just never really know. There's a bunch of dogs. Sorry for the background noise. <laughs> I know you're supposed to be in a quiet space for podcast. <laughs> I was like, I have to be outside looking at the water.
0: <laughs> I, love it. I love it. So, oh, Well, have a great rest of your day and thank you so much for your time. I will make sure I include... Um, like the pre-order link in the show notes and stuff for people as awesome. well.
1: You're amazing. Thank you for what you're doing. You're doing, you're, you're making a huge difference in our profession. I really appreciate it. I cannot you. wait to learn to two-step. Yay! March, here we go. Okay, I'm. I can't. I am not flexible though, so I will have to like. It's okay. We'll do some yoga before. Okay. okay. All right. Good. <laughs> Great.
0: But I think I get more flexible with. Uh, what is it? Swamp waters? Is that what you guys drink
1: there? <laughs> Ranch waters. Ranch water. <laughs> Ranch water, girl. Come Yo. on now. Yeah, those things will <laughs> screw you. Damn, Denisa got me on those too. That <laughs> sounds like Denisa. That's hilarious. I love it. Well, good stuff. I look forward to hanging out with you. All right, She Slayers, go
0: follow Dr. Courtney Gowan on Instagram. Go check out her retreats. Uh, Make sure you pre-order her book um, because it sounds like it's going to be amazing. And until next week, bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients, plus they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.